Let's talk about a virtuous woman. What is a virtuous woman? When you're looking at virtue, what are we talking about? I'll start off with a guideline from the Bible. Proverbs 31 is the standard of what we call a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman who can find. We are all too familiar with the Proverbs 31 verse. And we all strive to be wives, mothers, women, just like her. It is just that lofty goal, I think, that all of us want to attain. But there's another woman that we should seek to be like. A woman who can go on to mentor and help mold the fullness of that Proverbs 31 woman. She is the Titus 2 woman. What would you tell yourself if you could write yourself a letter to your younger person? And send it back way back in time. Think about it. Think about all the advice and wisdom that you now possess. That you would share with your younger self. I actually don't believe in having regrets. Everything in this life is a lesson. And everything that I have had to go through personally has come come up with certain aspects that I can take on to my future. But there is much about my life that I would have advised myself to do differently. Obviously, I would have learned how to cook much sooner. I would have learned how to manage my finances. And the list goes on and on. There are obviously mistakes that I could have avoided with the benefit of a mentor or a guide. And that's for sure. Now, to be clear, mistakes are okay. We learn from them and grow from them and hopefully pass these lessons to others they bring us wisdom wisdom we cannot be able to get easily the word precious in Hebrew means chayil, which means strength, might, efficiency, wealth, army. It means power and might. A virtuous woman is powerful. Many people hear of the uh, Proverbs 31 verse and think of virtue as we know it in English. We think of it in terms of purity and high moral standards. But that is not what the word means in its original form. It describes the strength of an army. She is strong, she is efficient, she has wealth, which may not necessarily be monetary, and she is a tough lady. So we so often think of how a Christian woman should conduct herself. But this chapter was written not about a Christian woman. They did not exist at that time. A virtuous woman in the Jewish context meant a wife and a mother. 
I point this out for one reason. Judaism is a matriarchal society. Let's get back on how we can become Titus II women. The first thing that you need to do is to recognize that we are different. And being different doesn't mean less than. We hear so much about the Bible speaking of how a woman is to be meek and mild. How she's to be obedient to her husband. And all of this is true. But these behaviors and standards do not come from a place of weakness or of men wanting to control their wives. Judaism in some way reveres the woman. In fact, Jewishness meant increasingly recognizing the strength that women had. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Proverbs 31 verse 10. So when we read the Bible about how a woman should conduct herself, she's not being maligned or looked down on. It is to establish authority and not importance. Too often in our society, we view being different as being less. We automatically assume if somebody has authority over us, it means we are lowly. But do you view your children as less than? Do you see them as having less value just because you have authority over them? Definitely not. Therefore, we shouldn't assume that women are looked down upon just because they are under the biblical authority. A Titus woman is a virtuous woman. And a virtuous woman is the heart of the home. In the home, the man was definitely the head of the household. But the woman was the heart. The virtuous woman runs her home like a well-oiled machine. She protects all who dwell in it and makes sure that they are provided for. In addition, she controlled funds, the real estate dealings, and did it on her own. She made sure not only her family was cared for, but her servants as well. She was a businesswoman, a merchandiser, a vintner, a wife, a mother, and a support to her husband. It is no wonder with all she does, she's called Chayil. I wasn't tough some years ago when I was a wife. I wasn't taught how to be a mother. Everything I learned, I had to learn the hard way. And oh boy, did I make some mistakes. I made some doozies. I got married and was divorced. There was nothing wrong with my first husband or even with our marriage. We are still friendly up until today. I just didn't know how to be married. I didn't know how to handle conflict. The day after I got married, I was alone for the first time in my life. I had no one there to guide me or help me through. In hindsight, no more marital issues. I felt isolated and alone. I have so much advice and wisdom that I've gained through the trials that I've had to 
experience which I would have spared my younger self. But through becoming a Titus 2 woman and having a Titus 2 discipleship, I can help other people to learn from these gains. So who is the Titus 2 woman, you ask me? You see, we all want to aspire to be the Proverbs 31 woman, but we are not to stop there. Some see that as the end game, which is the crowning achievement. Oh, I've become the Proverbs 31 wife, but that's not it. The Titus 2 woman may not want to be as popular in teachings, but she's just as important as the Proverbs 31 counterpart. She's the Titus 2 woman. The lessons that she brings help us in life to be able to go on and achieve what Titus 2 calls us in verses 3 to 5. Likewise, all the women are to be sanctified in demeanor, not backbiting or enslaved to much wine. Let them be teachers of what is good, so that they may train the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, managing their household, kind, submitted to their own husbands, so that God's word may not be dishonored. Titus 2 verse 3 to 5. Notice says to, to be submissive to their own husbands. Again, this is in the context of the family structure and not saying women are beneath men any more than our children are lesser human beings because they are under our authority. We are to conduct ourselves appropriately so that we can then mentor young women, whether they be our daughters or young women within the church. Although we may not be able to send these letters back in time to ourselves, we can be those letters, living epistles, if you will, to other women and help them go on to be the wives and mothers they aspire to be. We all have a biblical responsibility to mentor young women as we grow older. What an impactful ministry that would be. God has called us to be Titus to women. If I'm not actively mentoring women of faith, if I'm not actively teaching young women and girls what I have learned from my mistakes and I sit back and watch them make them those same mistakes, then not only have I failed to be obedient to the word, but all those lessons I have learned benefit none but me. Even worse, someone could experience a hardship and I could have possibly helped prevent it is difficult to open up and share our failures. Your failures as a wife, a mother, and a daughter. It's very tough to do. But those failures, those mistakes come with invaluable wisdom gained. Our mistakes are not in vain. They could be simple mistakes. And mistakes are okay. As I've said, our mistakes are not in vain. We all learn from them. There is nothing wrong with young women making them. We have biblical we have a biblical mandate <coughs> to teach them <coughs> the ways of the word <coughs> that all of us want to attain. But there's another woman that we should seek to be like. A woman